welcome to Scan Talk by GS1 Ireland, the stories, the people and the standards transforming our daily lives. My name is Fanil Malone, Digital Marketing Manager at GS1 Ireland. And today on the program, I'm joined by Naveen of Vadapau. So welcome to the show, Naveen. Thanks, Fanula. So thanks so much for joining me on the show today. And you are um, involved with the Vadapau Food Company. So would you like to start by telling us a little bit about how you got started, what you guys do? Okay, so it's it's me and my company. And then every, to start, like uh, when I say we, so me and my company and uh, other partners who are involved, uh, external stakeholders, I call them. Mm which supports the business. Um, so the idea literally started. So what about basically I'll explain the name comes from the food itself and uh, it means patty and bun in India. But what so is, sorry, the, it's, it's a burger and a bun. Okay. Yeah. A burger and a bun. And then it's, it's a, it's a Bombay street food. And the whole idea of launching the Vadapau was to bring the street food from India to to uh, out of Mumbai and to the world and Ireland's the best place because they're all potato based products. Uh, So the products, which I do is very different from the stereotype uh, curry products. So they are, you know, for, for on the go or a snack or a part of a main meal. It just happens to be unintentionally vegan and they're suitable for a lot of dietary requirements. So you don't have to be vegan to eat them. And, uh, so yeah, so the idea came actually. My, initially, I was thinking to launch it into the UK, uh, but then Enterprise Ireland came in the picture, and due to with uh, with their support, I launched in Ireland. Okay. Yeah, in 2016, and then uh, I did a research for for literally six seven months how to get into the market, how to you know where to start exactly in terms of. Uh, sector wise okay and did you have a background in food Naveen or yes Uh, so my 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 background is from hospitality so I came to Ireland first in to study uh, hospitality management and beverage food and beverage in in Shannon um, very renowned college Shannon College of Hotel Management so where the first introduction of food happens in in the kitchen so there were few different departments we have to work in and uh, and get the training done so we I worked in the food department and then I worked in the hotels for two years. And initial first year was the training year where I was put in each department to get trains of, again, kitchen was the integral part. And then since, so I have that background. And then I went, went back home in India and worked in the beverage company for a good few years and a packaging company. So this all, when I started in 2016 on my own, uh, so that all compiled together, that food background, hospitality, service, and packaging and then i just said why not to just go to the consumer directly okay you know? so uh, that's that's all added up in into the business story okay brilliant and you mentioned there before that the products that you make are um unintentionally vegan and um you've actually won a free from award i believe recently is that is that the case that's the case. So I free from awards, great award, and uh, I, for, I first won the uh, first award was uh, free from award actually in uh, in twenty nineteen. If I'm yeah, in twenty nineteen was the first first time I won the 
silver award for my one of the products, sweet potato burger. Mm, my favorite. Uh, oh, great. <laughs> when I pick up a little. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So that was the first uh, seal of approval. You know, it's good to get the award and recognition. And then in 2020, again, I so I got into so I expanded the range. So I started with spice potato cakes, which is the signature product. Mm. And then sweet potato burger was the innovation. And then in 2020, I launched two more products, which is croquette tikka masala and Mumbai potato pie. And I entered with them in the free from awards and uh, won the first gold award with actually croquette tikka masala. But thank you. And potato pie won the silver award again in the meat alternative. Mm. And you mentioned there about, you know, the importance of understanding the gap in the market and understanding your target market. How did you kind of go about that process when you launched um, Vadapau? So, uh, well, when I when I launched, I just, see, I, I'm a salesman. <laughs> I'm not a marketer. If mm. I, I can sell products, I can sell anything like, I, you know, but main thing goes behind is marketing. I mean, I didn't understand the gap analysis word before coming into the Vadapau game, you know. And my so the mentorship, the, the Enterprise Ireland mentorship helped. So they provide you a mentor. So uh, Denise was my, I, I just I should name the people who helped me help the product. So if, if that's okay to take the of names course, on, the, on this course, podcast. Yeah. So, uh, Denise was my first mentor and then she uh, helped me with all these basics, you know, and yeah. she, she was like a teacher to me. And then, and then she was telling me do this. And, and the good thing is that, that I was listening to her. I'm mm-hmm. a good listener. And I, I, I heard what she said and then I did my own thing. I had an idea what to do, but she has to give me the right direction. And then based on that um, uh, whole model, what she, she designed for me, how to find the, in the gap in the, how to do it basically to structure it, you know? Yeah. It's not, a, it's not difficult, but if you listen, let's say, for example, for, from the gap analysis point, if, as I said, I went in the supermarkets, I put, took a few products which are in the same range. So she she helped me in focusing to see where I need to be seen in the shelves of retailers. Okay. I cannot just go inside and say, look, I have a great product. Here you go. Uh, I, I'm looking for a listing and this is my price. No, it's very different in, in, in the scenario. If you're going for a burger in the restaurant, you, you don't mind paying 10 or 12 euros for that. Mm. But at the same time, same consumer goes into the supermarket. They will be, they will be put off if you sell that product little bit 50 cent even higher than that range you know yeah of course paying, so paying like a three euro or four euro is is become yeah. sometimes difficult because they're just not going there with with that mindset to just buy the burger or a bun or or other any vegan product or non-vegan product they go with that with the money to buy the whole week's grocery so you have to be very careful while pricing it of course making your margins your suppliers margins your ingredients but at the same time you have to have a right price where a consumer is ready to pay. So you have to play accordingly and you have to be in that price bracket. Okay. Okay. And that was something that you learned from Enterprise Ireland. I did. Yeah. And then, and, and then during the course, you meet a lot of people in business. Uh, and then I finally met. Uh, uh, so that was the Enterprise Ireland for a year. And then after that, I still needed a coach, I would say now. Rather calling him a, a mentor, Eugene is my Eugene is my coach. I would say, and mm. he he he's a he's a retired uh, research head for Gary Group, oh. and then he's always there for me on the phone. And 
whenever I need. He always encourages me. Sometimes you just need encouragement. You don't need all the you know uh, corporate jargons to understand the business. You sometimes need in the business um, about your thinking or about your thoughts and ideas. Somebody should listen and then encourages you. So that's mm-hmm. why I call him, him him my coach. You know, so he coaches me in that way and encourages me to go in. And it's been five years, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm working with him. You know, and uh, any any challenges I face, I I just or even if I want to do something mad, I I just in the business I just take a, a little. Uh, approval from him and sometimes i miss that and i've been i've been given out after and he said that was a very bold st- stand you took mm. and, uh, so uh, yeah no it, i think to have somebody like that as a mentor or, or, or a coach uh, with that experience would definitely help and that could you know sometimes it just comes up with the relationships you, you develop with maybe it could be a friend's reference or you know somebody from your networking and then there are people to help it's just about if they uh, if this just about liking each other <laughs> it's just not about the money or anything sometimes i just think i know business when it comes to business people think it's all about money paying the fees and then getting all that information no and i, I think I, i'm like that as well like if somebody comes to me for any advice whatever knowledge i have i try to give i don't give it a second thought that why i'm giving that advice to the person because you know that's my idea like and i can't do everything in this world like i'm just doing i'm good with making potatoes and and, and spices and <laughs> that's what i'm good at so that's actually yeah. something we've heard from our members a number of times is how helpful other um irish food producers have been in giving them advice in promoting their products and you know that there's a great food community in ireland that will help each other out yeah. and really kind of big each other up and you know, we've heard a lot from the food families of Ireland that they, you know, the 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 community spirit is fantastic there, and there Absolutely. is no advice for producers um out there if if they if they want to access that. Yeah, no, I think the ecosystem is great in in Ireland. I should say that you know where you can actually uh, there is a, there are good chances if you do uh, you will grow. You know, even small you will you will do something. You know, pe- people and even. I would just say consumers are, are so welcoming as well. Like, I mean, they, they'd like to try the products. They like to try new things and they are open about everything. I do before pandemic, I did a lot of, uh, you know, uh, festivals and, and, and I did the, uh, the bigger farming one. I forget the name all the time. Plowing championship. I was part, part, participated in that. And, it, and it's great. Uh, to work, uh, you know, when when you speak to people and then they come for you, do thousands of testing there. They come and taste, uh, you know, and your products, and and they, you just hear their comments. It's just so encouraging that people. I just thought it was only in the, in the urban areas of Ireland, people will be up, you know, like Dublin or big cities where where people be up for all these new niche products. But no, when you go to plowing, you you see the whole country is there from countryside. Even even uh, in the rural areas, the, 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 the rural Ireland, everybody's just very much, you know, uh, up for the for the new products. Yeah, and I think that's something that's evolved massively over the last number of years. Like when I was a kid in the eighties and nineties in Ireland, it was all very much bland, kind of potatoes and meat and bread, and that's yeah, kind yeah. of your standard fare. And there wasn't really the the kind of uh, 
influences that we have now from other countries in the food space at all yeah and it's just evolved hugely over the last you know 10 20 years absolutely uh, i mean and, and as, as you rightly said like potatoes but i think that's the strength potatoes are strength when you when i again mentioning this uh, plowing championship or stroke strong festival for say uh, for, uh you know for, for from festivals point if you any agri show you just see there by people when they were tasting the products they were like oh i love my spuds Mm. I like that spice in that. So, yeah. you know, you did a good job. So that's good to hear, you know. And uh, I was like, okay, that's making the wholesome, simple food is, is also a, a good idea. Not just thinking about any, any uh, you know, alien ingredient to bring yeah. in and just yeah. to, to show yeah. it's... Good to go on. That's, <laughs> good, <laughs> that's a good start. Um, and we have heard from, from lots of our members that those kind of events like the Plowing Championships are great for getting feedback from your customers, getting that, Absolutely. you know, like directly from the customers and really useful for food producers to kind of put that um, information back. Absolutely. If you have, just don't forget when you're going for plowing, have somebody to take the feedback because if you're on your own, you will be just busy doing the sampling because the people are queuing. They are always want to taste the food and they will be talking to you. So you might be, you won't be able to take thousands of feedback, but if you need every feedback, you have to go with somebody else who's just ready to just take the feedback because people are are there just to 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 see you know, it's, it's like it's 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 try everything and it's just mm-hmm. a great atmosphere you know yeah but it, it does help that that's i think gives you the encouragement to to work more towards your products and more encourage you to bring more products you know and 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 you learn from everything and you mm-hmm. I, I learned it that something more can be done on that side which uh specifically catered that market too mm. Okay, and Naveen, just going back a little bit, you mentioned that you had this background in food and hospitality. You had an idea for this product that was introducing Mumbai street food to Ireland, um, and you had mentorship from Enterprise Ireland. How did you go about getting stocked in those big retailers that you're in at the moment, like Little and Dunn's? So before going to the retailers, so again, hospitality background helped me to basically you know work closely with the chefs and i had a great relationship with the chefs when i was working uh, for a group tifco group um which, which only had few hotels at that time clontarf castle was the one in dublin and uh, i had a very good relationship with the chefs at that time and then i just thought when i started the business i said i should start with food service yeah uh, so this is just, uh, I'll come to the retailers, but just I'm giving you the background where mm. the, it encouraged me to go to the retailers as well, you know. Mm. Uh, so uh, first, I just said there is a gap, again, in, in the hotel sector, especially with the four and five star uh, properties where, where there's very less vegetarian or vegan option available. Mm. So I approached a few hotels and then it was literally, I was, uh, this started literally again when I was uh, giving the interview to Enterprise Ireland. Uh, to get the support, and we were in in Cork to give this interview to Enterprise Ireland to get into the uh, uh, you know that uh, research funding and that support. So this is a Doyle Collection Hotel, and I was staying in there for a night and I had a samples to present. To, so these potato the burgers I had as a sample to produce to Enterprise Ireland, but I need to keep them because they're all frozen products. So I wanted to store them somewhere. So the hotel which I was staying in River Lee. In Cork, I asked the the guys there, can I can I store them? Because 
I need to present them tomorrow um, in the morning. I have a presentation. And they said, that's fine. You can, you, you, we'll keep it in the freezer for you. And in the morning, you will just ask the chef and he will give it to you. And in the morning, just after breakfast, I went in up to the restaurant chef and he says that, can I just get my samples? I asked somebody to keep in the, in the freezer. And he said, and apparently this was a head chef. Mm. And he said, uh, is it a food product? And I said, yes, that's why they are in the freezer. And he said, what is it? Like, do you mind? Can I just have a taste? And I said, I have six. You can take one because I need to give five to, to, to the, to the present, you know, to the interviewers or, or whoever is taking the interview there. And he said, okay. So he tasted and he said, as, as soon as he tasted and I was not, I didn't have any clue. I never thought about going into supplying to the hotels, but as soon as he tasted and he said, and this is, I have not started any business. I've not registered the company. Even. It was just an interview in that hotel with Enterprise Ireland. I didn't even know that I'll get that support. He tasted the product and he said, as soon as you start the business, I'll be your first customer. Wow. And I was like, I was like, already it is a business. So I said, I was overwhelmed, but I said, definitely I'll have a contact. And then of course the interview went well and uh, I started the business and company was registered. I was starting in Dublin in Bray in a little communal kitchen, making everything on my own and I didn't even made a prototype product yet. And mm. then I got a call from the chef and he said, Naveen, have you, you remember me from the River Lee Hotel? Mm. And I'm the head chef. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember you. And I, can, can you do, I have a wedding coming. Can you do 500 units for me? Wow. And I was like, <laughs> what should I say? Like, you know, <laughs> so me and my friend, she was, she was like, she said, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you say it. yes yeah, go for it and I was like yeah. we both were like and I, later. <laughs> exactly and I said to her are you ready to be working in the kitchen with me now for 24 hours continuously you have to do it do it and it was not 24 hours it was a few days we t- it took it to three four days and find out so that's where the 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 hospitality angle started and I approached mm-hmm. a few more hotels and I was in the menu of their product yeah. so a so vegetarian and vegan the sweet potato burger went into the menu oh sorry in the menu mm. and uh, and then i got few few listings in the gastropubs and few hotels mm. uh, but again uh, the volume wasn't there because the food service works in a different way you have to have a distributor to survive we, it was good to do a small batches and getting the recognition but that all helped and as a seal of approval, it all helped because the people were liking the products. I was getting the continuous orders to get the volume. I said, I need to go into the retail site yeah, because there are a number of uh, outlets around the city. And then first, or, or then I didn't have a thought about the Ireland. It was like Dublin, let's, let's tap Dublin first. And then I got into a program with Super Value Food Academy. Yeah. And then Food Academy... Uh, pilot launched with Food Academy into 20 stores in Dublin. Mm. And then um, again, a lot of testing being done in, into the stores and then people started liking it. And then I said, this is the time to spread uh, feathers and then speak to mo- more retailers. Then And then a lot of these small, pro- small so support for the small businesses, the, like, like a Food Academy, Kickstart or Grow with Aldi or Taste with Tesco uh you know and then done supplier development program helps you to to grow if the product is right if there are consumer acceptability and you know of course the packaging uh, messaging is right on the packaging and so super value was the first 
to get into the super supermarket scene. And then Little Kickstart came into the similar sort of a, of a supplier program and started. And I, 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 I applied for it. And this was the year in 2018. I need to mention this, that this was the year where I was thinking either I should make it or break it. Because this was the third year. It was getting tough at that stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that It's not easy to survive with that small, mm-hmm. you know, I need to pay myself as well at the end of the day. Yeah. But I said, uh, this is the, the, that was the year. And then little jumped in uh, because the, the opportunity jumped in front of me and I, it just happened. And, and people, so again, it was competitive. It's not just getting into the program is easy. First, you get the program. There is a whole process. They need to send the samples. They need to like the products. They have the whole whole panel. They are the expert. They'll be doing this all the time. And then costs have to be right. And then, you know, of course, volume looks very good. Oh, there's that thousands, five thousand, six thousand units they're gonna buy. Mm-hmm. I will have a good money now. And then, you know, happy days. But a lot goes behind it. Of course. Because, yeah. And then, where would you get the production done? Where would you? You know, how would it be all possible if it's not good, if what the temperature is not right, especially with the frozen product, mm. how the logistic will be solved. But I thought about that in the last two years when I started in 2016 to 2018. That process, uh, uh, I learned a lot on, on that. But because of my previous work background, I knew how the uh, multinational companies work, how their supply chain works, how their behavior is like. So I had an idea. Mm. But uh, but this was a hands-on experience now when I was doing my own thing, you know, working yeah. in a corporate structure was a different scenario where you have the systems in this. I have to build everything for it on my own and to rely on that system. So basically in a, that, that gave me a break. So I had a hundred of suppliers applied, but I was in top. I was got listed after the two weeks trial okay. and with Lidl, I secured a first contract nationwide which was the big thing for me in right. 2018 so yeah and, and and then still working with Lidl very closely launched literally seven products with them and uh, that partnership is going on well and then um, came Duns this since 2020 start of to end of 2020 got into Duns nationwide and that's going very well too and again a uh, very good partnership with them gives us a chance to 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 be known brand now you know it's i could say it's a strong brand now which has been accepted well by the irish consumers and um, sure. also did a little program with Groaldi similar support so that was a good experience with them as well mm. so it, it's it's every every supermarket have the different customers so it's good to Get more listing. Got to be getting with more retailers like Tesco is in line, and uh, and of course there is a plan to go out of Ireland too, into the UK and mainland. Brilliant! Oh God, there's no stopping you. I mean, <laughs> well, fingers crossed. Next, <laughs> I don't know. Don't know about the, how I go, but that, that's the thing. How I approach. That's and- the thing. Um, you mentioned there that, you know, you started off in 2016, that you kind of really took it very seriously then around 2018. And obviously 2020 comes along and the COVID pandemic and kind of everything changes in the food um, business. How did you how did you react to the COVID crisis? Did you do anything differently? Um, honestly, I didn't do too, too much. Like first three, two months literally was... Uh, didn't get a chance to kind of react 
Mm. It was just uh, what's happening, what's going to happen, like you know mm. the questions happening. But food service business literally went from where I whatever percentage I was doing, it went to zero. Yeah, because hotels, restaurants closed. But the retail, being in the lucky enough to be in the retail supply, it just because of the panic buying, the volumes were going up, and. And I was like, uh, why is that happening? Well, it's happening. It's good that I have my volumes are there. But at the same time, everybody, you were listening all these uh, uh, sad news going around and so much going around. And then, you know, you, because the factories were not allowing you to go in now because they, they didn't know how to react. You know, workers were a bit afraid to work in the factory to make the products. And, you know, because about the, the fear about with the infection. So, of course, you were getting the orders, but how would you fulfill those orders? So, mm-hmm. so the, the production site, uh, it's an outsourced production site, which helped if they're all might, might have two production sites uh, in, uh, con- uh, tied up with them. They are both based in, um, County Meath. So I sat, I spoke with them on, on, on phone. I said, how are we going to go with this? And they are, they, they made a, a group, which is only for production. Nobody else meet them just to keep the infection. If there is any in the site, just to keep it away. And keep everybody safe. And they committed. They were committed. I committed to the customers, uh, supermarkets, and that we will be able to cope up with the volume, which which was the result of the panic buying, you know. Mm-hmm. And we did everything on time. So in that way, uh, the business was going down. Whichever business which went down from the food service point of view, the retail business actually balanced it up. Yeah. So although the project, so I I I won't. I did the same amount of business which I did in 2019. But, but I my projections were to do double it up in 2020, which never happened because of the pandemic. Mm. Uh, but uh, at least it didn't go down from the levels of 2019. Yeah. But okay. also to to, to to just just the what actions I took in terms of pandemic. Yes, there was a, a marginal changes I did uh, because at the same time understand. When this all after three four months, people were they they knew that there was a panic gone, panic buying was gone out of the mind, and mm-hmm. people were still one you know they different people started cooking at home and they wanted to try new things. So at that time, it just that people want to see new innovation as well. So instead of doing something because I I launched the two new products at that time as well. So and grow with Aldi was supposed to happen. Uh, but it did go well uh, with with, uh, with Aldi. So those two new products came into the market. But I also also did a marginal changes in my existing packaging, and uh, a tweak with the recipe. I also did a bit survey uh, with the consumers just to see what they think in these times about the product, and they 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 suggested and accordingly I made few changes, and they launched relaunched as an improved recipe with the supermarkets again and it will be taken very well received very well and also launched the e-commerce website and now i i can supply anybody uh, online uh, only in dublin at the moment uh, so that was the result few actions i've taken in, in in covid times okay and i noticed there that you um on your facebook page i was having a look at it and it said that you um had an initiative to reduce your your plastic packaging on your products and um, yes. is sustainability something that's important to you as a as a food producer yes i i yeah no absolutely it is important and uh, so i've taken I, as i said i have a packaging background and i worked with plastic in plastic business for a long time mm. um 
like pl plastic is a product which nobody can deny. I mean, we're using plastics in everything nowadays. Mm. Um, but again, what sort of uh, uh, plastics we need to be aware of, we need, we are using and how we are treating the plastic at the end of the day as a consumer, that needs to be kept in mind. So I did few small. So uh, let me tell you what I did from my side. I'm still using the plastic trays, mm. but the to reduce it, what I did, no supermarkets asked me. This is I I did from the black because I learned there is a black plastic seepage trays. It's a polyethylene, but polymer product a byproduct of a petrol which is all CPET and PP products are, which you, you see the, the trays, they're all, all a, a petrol byproduct. Mm. So these these plastic products, uh, no supermarket asked me to replace because before I was using a black plastic and I learned in Ireland and UK, they don't get recycled, although they are the same material, okay. which other trays are. So mm. I straight away went to the packaging company. I said, I just don't want any black plastic. Is there an option you have? Mm. So that initiative, and again, I don't have to, because I knew how the specs work because of my packaging background, I it, it was easy for me to change and speak to the supplier and get some substitute, which was not a black one. So that was the first initiative. At least now all the trays which I used in my products are 100% recyclable in Ireland and UK. Brilliant. And also I reduced the weight of the tray. Mm. So, and that actually, so the, basically each tray now has 40% less plastic compared to which I used to do before. Right. So that's from the tray. And again, the sleeves, which goes there, they come with 100% recyclable paper and the inks, which are used, they are plant-based too. So there is very, there's minimal or not zero chemical use in the inks. Um, so these are the few good initiatives being taken from the packaging point of view. Brilliant. And, it, and then, as I said, frozen is the is a natural way of preservation of food. So trying not to use uh, very minimal use of preservation. Any preservatives are used in our products. And then just on your on your packaging, obviously, in order to sell into the big retailers, you had to get barcodes on your products, and you became a member of GS1 Ireland. How did you find that process, or did you know anything about how how about how barcodes worked, or how to join GS One, or anything about how the system worked at all before you you got started? Yeah, I don't think so. You can sell products without GS One barcode, can you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I see GS One, of course, uh, very renowned company, or maybe I would say the only company who provides the barcodes worldwide. Uh, um, no, I when I was working in India, I knew about GS1 because um, the beverage company I was working with in India, uh, uh, they then the barcoding became um, essential for all uh, uh, liquor products or mm. alcoholic products in India, and then everybody was rushing where to get these barcodes from, either download from internet some number or some random number and just put it on. Uh, you know, it just an, it just seems as a number, but then. Our packaging consultant um, advised us, no, this is the barcode. Is This is this GS1 is the company where you have to go and buy the license. That's the legitimate uh, mm. way of doing it. And then you will be, your products will be, you know, published online. And then he gave us the whole background and it makes so much sense to go to GS1. So I had a little relationship before uh, getting GS1 in Ireland. So I knew it from India. And then 
of course, when I launch the products in here, I have to buy the license and then and, and all the barcodes. So I went with the 10 package of the 10 barcodes first. That's the, yeah. that was the initial introductory solid. pack. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now since then I have got another pack of, of 10. So, you know, the process with GS1 was good. And I also use the GS1 uh, logistic tool, which is a great tool. Okay. For, yeah, just so I, it's just not only barcode, as I said, uh, it's amazing to use all that tool as well. It just, uh, it's so handy. Manager, is it? Is that what Sorry? Are you using barcode manager, is it? Uh, no, it's a logistic tool. Oh, the logistic uh, label tool, yeah. Yeah, the logistic label tool as well. So I I, uh, I think the barcode manager is just to generate the barcodes, isn't mm. it? Then. So, yeah, so yeah, so it's like the the online management system for your for your barcodes. Yes, yes, I do use that for the existing products, but I also uh, like I mean, once you have the barcode, you're you're there unless you're coming with the new product, then you can generate and and, and you know uh, uh, put the details in. But logistic tool is my everyday usage, so I am using that on a daily basis because every pallet. Because it's all a pallet supplies now to the supermarkets. No more boxes. They don't accept any loose boxes. No, or they all expect the pallets and then the pallet the label, which I call them, or the, through the logistic tool. It's um, It comes with the unique number. The details are so handy. It's easy for everybody in the whole supply chain to understand from. So once I generate them, the production guys know how to stick it on the, on the pallet. And it's just so much traceable through logistic the guys who are hauliers who are lifting it up and supplying it to the customer which are mm-hmm. their own warehouses and then the warehouses supplying to their stores so the whole label just work as a good information system for your product it just helps you know th- there are no questions then where your products are what the details are missing it just comes with every uh, minute detail from batch code to use by date to it has its own unique number to track it as well, so it's it's a great tool, and I'm I'm pretty much happy with uh, with GS one. It's great to hear that you've you've gotten so much use from that, and it sounds like it's been it's been really valuable to you know your logistics systems. And um, I'm wondering, you know, you you've mentioned you know you've gone through getting into retailers and your packaging and developing your products and getting mentorship from Enterprise Ireland. If you had to give, you know, an, an up-and-coming food producer uh, one piece of advice, um, Naveen, what do you think that might be? I don't, you don't have to take it. You can accept or reject. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually wrote it. I was thinking, what should I say about that? Um, I think the, the um, honest advice would be just you have to be patient. Um, okay have to be patient because it's going to take five to 10 years before you call it a business, you know, as a business, as I said, it, it, it for me, it, it first three years were very tough. Mm. And then uh, when I go, when I think back, it's, it's just you in that it's a journey. And in that journey, you kind of, there are a lot, a lot of uh, roadblocks. Uh, is that the right word? Roadblocks yeah. Or, yeah. or head bumps. And then you, uh, then you go through them so they can make you and as i said they can break you as well mm. but uh as if to make it as a business sense i would say you you need to be you need to be patient but need to be in have in mind that five to ten years you have to give to make it as a business or call it as a business or to you know make something out of it 
Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I think yeah. a yeah. lot, you know, what we're hearing um, is that a lot of businesses are struggling around that two year mark that you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Going from, you know, supplying your, your local maybe farmer's market or your local retailer, making that transition then to being able to scale up is a really tricky transition for a lot of food producers. Exactly. I mean, and it, it's, it's you know, especially in supermarkets, when you go there, you're not just competing with your own category, you're competing with thousands of products which are in supermarket. And as I said before as well, like when there are, the prices are from one euro to five euros products there you know you have to play in that price bracket only Mm. so you need to just think you need to work your economics what sort of volume how much so you just need to do a little multiplication say if you're selling a product for three euros you need to pay yourself money as well if you're if, if you even want to pay yourself minimum wage to start you just you know multiply how much products you need to sell to get that money to you, you know, and there are margins to pay to the three retailers and to any customers because they are helping you to bring it out, the products out to the consumer. And mm-hmm. then there is a consumer who needs to be pleased to pay that money to the retailer. And it's all works back way, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so I think that's tricky for a lot of people is that pricing piece. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was very tricky for me as well. I mean, mm-hmm. it, the, 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 I, I even found calculations were very difficult. But as I, that's why I said like patience word is, is I wasn't patient. I wasn't sure. I didn't have that patience. As I said, uh, something just happened personally in 2018. And I just thought it just, just woke me. And I was like, well, I have a, I need to, it was literally like, as I said, make or break. I didn't have any other choice, you know, yeah. uh, I didn't have any other choice. Like if I can't make this, I'll be, I'll be like, I, mean, I won't even have a place to stay, you know. Yeah. Uh, we we'll be struggling a lot, so no, have no to, other options. Exactly, and yeah. I said like you know you have to have a your belly on fire, like you know, yeah. and then that kind of um, and as I said personally as well, uh, it just happens like no, this is this is not going to happen. You cannot just uh, sit down and, and 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 you know get upset with things. You just need to charge yourself and go for it what you're here for so yeah. uh, and as i said in even in that uh, starting a, a stage you you will learn through this journey and anybody will learn through the journey if they give their time and it's uh, if, if the time is given patience as i always say keep saying this patience word all the time now uh it you will learn to, but I mean, there are a lot of good programs, supports through mm-hmm. local enterprises, offices, Enterprise Ireland. There are people who are happy to support if you can, if you can, ha- you know, find somebody who can actually understand you and, you know, listens to you or, you know, and, and help you, you know, co-workers, colleagues, friends, definitely. And you need some, I mean, anybody who is in this, any business, they need support as well. You know, we are all humans at the end of the day. We need um, all that encouragement to keep going and whatever we believe in, you know. And Naveen, if people want to try your products or get in touch with you, how can they uh, find out more about Vatapau? So Vatapau is available in Lidl, uh, in Duns. They are also available in super selected super values in Dublin. 
and I'm trying to reach a, with more supermarkets that can be available in, in different mar- supermarkets like Tesco and Aldi. Um, but they can also, if they want to buy, they can buy online by going onto the website www.vadaphow.com. At the moment, we are only doing Dublin service. And, V-A-D-A-P-O-W. Pow is the packs packs of flavor punch. That's the... <laughs> But uh, they can, if anybody wants to be in touch with me, Instagram uh, and Facebook are the best medium. Okay. And that's just Vadapow, isn't it? It just, yeah, at Vadapow, V-A-D-A-P-O-W on Instagram and Facebook. And they can send me a message and I'm the one to, to respond to them. Perfect. Um, well, Naveen, thank you so much for your time today and giving all of your insights that you've gained over the last number of years. Um, so thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks very much, Fanula. Thank you to our contributor today, to Naveen Bachani of Vada Pau. Today's episode of Scan Talk was presented and produced by me, Fanula Malone. You can subscribe to the podcast at Apple, Google, Acast, or on our website, gs1ie.org forward slash podcast. Talk to you next time.